So welcome back to My America, where we uh, dismantle biases and our preconceived notions, and we have real conversations and also some fun, at least for us anyway. If you're listening to having yeah. fun, I'll give you, Kim will give you your money back. I have all the money in the world um, to give it back. And so, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today, so now behind the scenes, listeners, we have a sheet of ideas of things that we want to talk about. And one of the subjects that one of us wrote in there uh, is why is therapy made to seem like a secret shame? And so um, with no interview or preparation, we're going to talk about therapy. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And I don't even remember now where this necessarily came from. Uh, if, if you I wrote it down there, I did. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Who knows where, you know, these brilliant ideas of ours come from. It's, it's the timing of this episode is pretty good because just last weekend, a friend of mine was like, I think you have to go back to therapy. And I was like, yeah, it obviously clearly by everything I've just told you, duh, I have to go back to therapy. But you know, it was like a conversation that we were just having at a restaurant, sitting down. And uh, it was not embarrassing. It was not embarrassing that he was like, let me tell you about my therapy. And then it was not embarrassing to be told, like, I think you need to go back to therapy. And it was not embarrassing to admit, oh, yeah, big time. Obviously, things are not going well. It has not been a good week. <laughs> um, I'm fine. But, you know, it. Um, I like that we were just having this conversation about it. And it was easy and not, there's no shame to it. There's no shame to being like, hey, I think you broke your arm. Why don't you see somebody about it? Now, there's shame when you break your toe on a coffee table that hasn't moved in seven years. But, you know an arm isn't shameful you should go to the doctor and get it fixed even even ruth your kitty cat was like really dude really you broke i mean she definitely looked at me the first the first time she was like oh are you okay and then two days later when i stubbed the same toe on a different chair she was like oh maybe you have to go to therapy also (laughs) i saw i saw somebody post a, a instagram photo that said um mental health is health i think well and it was like a shirt or something and i thought yeah that's exactly like comparing mental health to a broken arm should totally make sense because it is our brain is part of our body and our brain is where those thoughts and emotions and and everything comes from and trauma is stored and so taking care of our our mind and our body together should make sense why Not in this it? country, though. Yeah, but it's America, baby. We're number one. Yeah. We're number one. <laughs> We've made it great again, haven't we? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, we, and nobody like, was going to therapy before Trump. <laughs> this isn't yeah. him. I blame a lot on him, but like we were already being shy about our emotions here in this country. Long, arguably, that's why he was our president. Right. Right. I mean, I, and I, yeah. And I guess, like, I mean, I don't even know where it changed for me if it did. Yeah, my, my parents are awesome people. They're not necessarily ones to talk about therapy. You know, when I've talked about therapy before, my dad, you know, has made, he doesn't like make fun of me or tell me I'm a terrible person. He like, he's not that, but he also doesn't necessarily be like, oh yeah, that's a great, that's a good idea. You know, he, I don't, I don't need a therapist. Well, maybe you do, man. Maybe you do. You know, he makes the joke that his motorcycle is his therapist and that's fine. That can help going out on your motorcycle going for walks, doing yoga, all that can help. Mm-hmm. It's also not a professional. Yeah. Uh, vitamins help. Right. Vitamins help. 
However, going to the doctor, also a good idea. I, I don't understand. I, and and I don't, you know, at one point, I ended up in therapy, I think, with my, my first wife. This guy wasn't a, he, he was like one of those, I don't know if he was actually a therapist or, or a counselor. I don't know how he defined himself. But what I do remember is that his like degree on the wall was basically like a master's of English or something. And, and clearly it worked because we got divorced. So obviously he was a great therapist. <laughs> Listen, you don't always, therapy is like dating. You got to find the right one first. That's, yeah, that's a great point, actually. How do you, how do you do that? Right. And how do you, I saw, so two things, my mind's everywhere. Number one, how do you, how do you find a therapist and, and date them and, and figure that out? Also, you don't date your therapist. Date your therapist is rule number one of therapy. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought rule number one of therapy was we don't talk about therapy. No, that's fight club. No, that's fight club. Yeah. So I saw somebody post on, I think it was Twitter. Somebody tweeted that basically like one of their issues is they don't want to disappoint people and, and hurt them. So it's really hard to find a new therapist because they're so afraid of hurting their therapists that aren't working out for them. So they stay in therapy for like six months too long. And they're like in this cycle of just bad, bad therapy. Cause they don't want to hurt. Cause they don't. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's that. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, you gotta get a therapist to fix the reason that you're with the other bad therapist. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess maybe that's part of what's so good about today's, you know, the like, um, better, better help. Is that what it is? Right. Um, yeah. Another, you know, app or online therapy is that you can you can do that at a much more reasonable price than traditionally, like spending. You know, 150 bucks an hour to go to therapy that isn't covered by insurance because America. Um, so yeah, maybe that's why it's, yeah. that's a good thing that we're in this time. I think it's good that therapy is more accessible. That is, that's something that we, I think have one of the lessons that we should have, but haven't yet taken from the pandemic is that things need to be more accessible because suddenly when able-bodied Americans couldn't leave their homes, then they were like, well, we need grocery deliveries, we need Zoom, we need XYZ because, you know, I can't leave my home as easily. And so I need the world to change so that that I can continue to live my life while also acknowledging that I can't leave my house as easily. And, and a lot of other not, disabled Americans or um, just not able-bodied were all of a sudden like, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Thanks. I, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the we show. We asked for that. <laughs> I have also asked if I could do my exact same job at home sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. So making things like therapy accessible for people who it's just not that easy to leave the home to go into a building, whether it's uh, for physical reasons, whether it's uh, mental reasons, whether it's child care or elder care or any of that. Um, this simply having the ability to get across town, you know, I think all of that is very helpful now that therapy is so accessible. Price wise, I don't know how accessible. It's not that great, but it's not, it's all not that great. Like, listen, we should be paying our therapists money. They mm -hmm. should make good money mm -hmm. um, because they also probably have to go to therapy based on, you know, the stuff that they have to listen to us drone on and on about. But um, it should not be like 
food or therapy for people. You know what I mean? The price shouldn't be that extreme. So in doing a little bit of research for this, you know, you think just that now therapy I watched is, it happen. You did <laughs> yeah, therapy. Yeah. You would think is, is new. Like this is something that we've talked about since the seventies or something, right? Like the hippies, you know, Oh, the mind, it's all woo woo bullshit. Right. It's not though. 3,500, more than 3,500 years ago, references to healing through words appeared in ancient Egyptian and Greek writings. Oh, wow. Healing through words almost 4,000 years ago. That's so interesting so, because your words hurt. I try. <laughs> I'm good at that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my kids are in counseling and therapy because <laughs> my words hurt. We should, uh, that's not true, but we should all be in counts. You know, it's like a checkup, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, and that's the thing, you know, when I, when I did find a therapist that I really, really liked my, my wife now, um, my wife and I started some marriage counseling just to kind of, just to kind of tune things up. Right. Like, it's just good to yeah. work on stuff. It's just good to work on stuff. And so we started, we started therapy and she actually started on her own first. It was, it was so cool. Cause I, cause we were like at a point where we wanted to get therapy. I didn't even ask her if I could tell the story, but whatever. She doesn't listen to the show. So she'll never know. <laughs> I, I, you know, we, we, we decided we wanted to start to get therapy together and work on some stuff. But she said, but I think I want to go first. Cause I think I need, I have some stuff that I need to work on for me before us. And I was like, all right, great. I mean, we both do. I got plenty of my own stuff to work on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, go for it. So she went for a while and then we went together and we were able, you know, and it was just, it was awesome. And then, um, you know, we went through some, some sessions together and we were feeling pretty good. And we we're like, okay, I think, I think we're okay for a while. Like, this is good. You go to your doctor a couple of times, you go to the chiropractor a couple of times. You're like, I'm healthy for a while. And you walk away, Yeah. pay your bill and then walk away. And so then like a, a couple of years later, a year or two later, whatever, um, the job that I was working in unexpectedly went away. I was let go from this little company and very unexpected. And it was very, very difficult for me. It, it took a, my, my ego took a huge hit. I just didn't, I was like in shock. And so I called up my therapist. I was like, can I come see you a couple of times? Cause I'm just really in a bad place right now. And so I set up a couple of sessions and I only went to maybe like three or four, like it wasn't a ton, but it was a couple at least just so that I could talk through it with somebody who could then active listen who could offer advice if, if I felt like I needed it, who could just at least confirm some things. It was just, it was really good. And I was like, okay, I think I'm dialed in again for at least now. Yeah. So I think that's just, I wish more people would do that. And I don't understand the, the, the shame and the secrecy and the whatever. And what I do love is that my teenagers have zero shame about that. They're like, yep, I'm that's going awesome. to therapy today. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it is um, a little bit of a location thing also. Like in LA, obviously, we all go to therapy. <laughs> we all talk about therapy. And a friend of mine goes pretty often and I'll always be like, let me give you my list of things to bring up with your therapist today if you have some time. And <laughs> you get their thoughts on my stuff too. Um, but, you know, we it is very cool to see the younger generations being so open about it. Yep. Because there's no shame behind it. Everyone has stuff. It's like more, not weird, but um, concerning if you have, if you don't think that you have anything that you need to talk to somebody about it, because you probably do. 
you just haven't like tapped into it and then it's going to come out at a really weird time when you're driving down the street and all of a sudden now you're like yelling at somebody as they're just driving too and their driving has nothing to do with you but now you're freaking out no not when you're like telling them like you are the and just like getting personal with them (laughs) like what's happening this person cannot hear you and it doesn't change the fact that they're not being the best driver is that when your friend told you you need to go back to therapy is that what happened no 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 but sometimes i will be in the car and be like whoa that is something to note and think about later (laughs) yeah yeah Because I'll never see that person in the car again. I don't care about that. I mean, I care about them as a human being in this world. I hope that they are well. But, um, you know, like um, every once in a while, I'll be like, whoa, that was um, too personal. <laughs> yeah. That's good to, you know, recognize that. Um, can So let, let me ask you this. Do, do you think that, um, you know, listening to podcasts and reading books and doing the, the self-help route can take the place of therapy? I don't think it can take the place of but I think the thing that I gain the most from therapy and like full disclosure I haven't been to therapy in a little while because one of the things that I gain from therapy are tools that I take into not that you know I since the last time I've been to therapy things have happened <laughs> it's not like I stopped going to therapy because everything was perfect but I had the tools to understand, to like be able to react appropriately to things that were happening and to let myself um, feel emotions, which is something that like, that's a struggle for me. Um, and so you're shaking your head. Like, you I know, it's, you're not, you're, I know it's very confusing. You gotta have them to feel them. You can't feel them. I'll tell you, I found them last week. <laughs> I mean, look, I all jokes aside. So, yes. I, um so you know like i i I have tools that i have in my pocket that i know how to 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 deal with things as they happen and i think that things like self-help book books and podcasts like we can do hard things those podcasts and those tools are are helpful also i don't think that they can should be seen as taking the place of therapy but just like you know just like a vitamin it's still a, a boost for you yeah that's a good point it's just it, it's interesting to me that in the last i don't know if it's 40 years or what but like the self-help book industry you know is so big and it just continues today and whether it's self-help for like mental health or it's self-help for business development like everybody wants to be a guru right yeah but a show like you know, um, we can do hard things with Glennon and, and Abby and, um, Amanda is just amazing for so many reasons. Um, but because Glennon so often talks about mental health and, and all three of those folks talk about their own stuff and things that they've learned. And then just to have it normalized that you can talk about those things yeah, is, is incredible. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I like I I think like a, a vitamin. That's a good that's a good thing. But we are a fairly repressed country anyway, right? So it's not that surprising that we don't talk about mental health that open. That we're getting better about it. We're getting better about a lot of things, but especially you know for so long in this country, we um, didn't want to talk about sex. We don't want to deal with nudity. We didn't want to deal with 
um, addiction or you can't talk about money and politics and religion, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we, we repress, repress, repress. It's really no surprise that therapy was also something that in this country we really didn't want to talk about. Is it just our country? Like why? Like why? Why? No, I just, the show is called My America. So, you know. No, I know. But like, you know, I mean, <laughs> Other honestly, countries, I think, are open. I don't, you just flipped me off. Let's, let's speak our truths. You flipped me off. And to speak my truth, I thought it was funny. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. Like we are a repressed country. We, you know, for instance, nudity and sex, we will show violence on TV all day long. We'll show dead rape victims, but we won't show loving, intimate relationship between two people like and and not that i want to see not that i personally want to see nudity on tv i don't want eight-year-olds to see full-on sex or something like that like i so i i I do have some thoughts about that but we are very uh, very repressed but like where does that come from is it the protestants that came over on the mayflower i don't know is it something that we've developed in america is it in other countries like how I, I wonder, and maybe listeners hit us up and tell us if you know this, how is therapy in other countries? Do we talk about mental know. health in other countries? You know, I don't travel a whole lot, so I don't know. Same. I don't know. Also, or is it just that, that we are finally as a, as a general, you know, species developing more tools, understanding and, you know, normalizing it that like i think that's part of it too right like we're getting the language we're evolving our own language and our own understanding of like who we are and understanding things like gender and sexuality are spectrums instead of putting things in you know checking specific spots this is this box for this and this for this you know i think it's all of that the other thing that i was thinking about when you were like is it you know what is it about this country i don't know if it's just our country or not but i do know that as a country i mean we can't talk about uh, you know we want to we don't want to talk about race in this country i mean we do but like you know we we don't want to talk about the way that this nation was founded we don't want to talk about the land the way that we stole the land like we repress all that stuff so maybe just as us as our as a country, we start out by repressing all of that. Yeah, that's you true. know, we were in 1776 being like, "Well, no, these, this, I was here. I don't know what you're talking about. This has been mine. It's, I have a British accent. That's, I heard it on TV. That's neither here nor there. I was watching Peppa Pig, and that's why I have a British accent. But this is land is my land, um, <laughs> from sea to shining sea. That's all of it is mine. Um, no, that's not yours." <laughs> Yes. I mean, yeah. Speaking of therapy, my gosh, how many, something to think about <laughs> how many peoples in our country have that generational trauma that could use therapy, but don't have access to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What about bad therapy? I mean, I, I remember growing up hearing horror stories of therapists who would supposedly uncover repressed memories, but ended up being like they planted those thoughts in those people's heads and you, and I don't know how you prove that or not. Like, but I just remember hearing those horror stories of that. Do you remember that growing up though? No. Do you think those stories are real or do you think it was just like, why your milk is trying to poison you find out tonight at six (laughs) o'clock. Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, it, it could very much be like the razor blades in apples for, you know, Halloween. Like that's not real. 
a razor blades and candy yeah. bars for like, it's not real. So yeah, I don't know, but, but I mean, there are bad therapists. There are bad therapists, right? There are those for who sure. advantage, like they're humans. So there are bad. I mean, how, how do you, I don't know. I, I read a book a while back um, for an interview for the other podcast that I do from um, called I'm not in an abusive relationship. And the book was how to survive emotional predators. And, and, and in this, the author talked about how so many, so often what will happen is if, if you're in a relationship with an emotional predator who is a narcissist, who is abusive, who is um, a sociopath, they don't have the empathy, but they know how to manipulate yours. Uh, you'll, you'll think somebody will tell you, well, get therapy with them, get couples counseling and you'll go. And, and this author's perspective was this, this is not mine. This is just their, what they, what I read. Oftentimes what happens is you'll go into that there, that counseling session with your emo emotional predator and the therapist also is because they are, mm. they are those things also, they are narcissists or whatever. And again, not all therapists want to be clear, but because that industry can foster that, that's a, mm -hmm. like, that does happen. And I was like, man, how, th like that scares me. Then how do you find a good therapist that isn't an emotional predator that isn't going to tell you to stay in that relationship that isn't going to gaslight you like i don't know i don't know I, I go back to the idea that it is like dating again when you go on a first date with somebody first couple dates sometimes even you don't know that they're um sociopaths or the kind of person right. that has to stand up as soon as a plane lands or <laughs> all that kind of stuff you know you just you don't know that your people are not your people until you know right so for therapy, I think you just can't, you just have to kind of go in and be like, if it doesn't feel right, maybe it's just not right. And a friend the and, other day that was like, I just went to therapy and my therapist told me that I seem fine. And I was like, I'm not fine. And that's the last time I'll see that therapist. I was like, yeah, I think that's fair. They were like, you you're good. You seem really happy. And she was like, I'm not, obviously I'm not. <laughs> the lazy therapist They're like, yeah, you, you're happy. Good. Go ahead. Bye. Yeah, now you're making a lot of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm the jokes. I think the jokes are healing the parts of me that are broken. Obviously, that's why I'm here. <laughs> the jokes are the problem. That's what I'm looking for is a cure for them. <laughs> the therapist is like, this is fine. Just go write a TV show. That's what they all do. <laughs> go, you know what? Just start another podcast. That'll help, I think. <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful that we are it is becoming more normalized for a lot of folks. Like you said, you know, younger generations are, are bringing it to the forefront, talking about it with their friends. It's, you know, not that it's like a badge of pride, but it's, it's almost just like, it's just more normal. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. How do we, how do we yeah. keep pushing that? I mean, can we, can we push upstream to the older generations or do we just worry about the next generation and just keep having them get better? I think we can chew, walk and chew gum at the same time. You know what I mean? We can do both. Everyone should go to therapy. It's just encourage. Anyway, so I, how do we keep this, you know, party going, this therapy party going? I think yes. do, like, don't do what we do here in America, which is make it weird. Don't make it weird. Just be like, you're going to therapy. That's great. Don't, you know, don't be weird about it. In America, we make things weird. And I think we should also um, make our national anthem the Ramones psychotherapy. Okay, it's a great or song. we can just 
Sure. No? Okay. Okay. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't make it weird. Well, I mean, true. we need a new national anthem, so, you know, we're open to things. So there's therapy. Uh, yeah, I still, I, I mean, the question is, why is therapy made to seem like a secret shame? And I don't know. I mean, I know why, but I don't know why. I say I don't understand. I say that a lot about things because I just don't, I just don't get it. Things like continuing to be racist and continuing to be misogynist and continuing to make therapy seem like a secret shame. I don't, I don't get it. Talk about it, yeah. normalize it, get therapy for it. But like, like why? Don't, why no, is wait, it? Don't, don't normalize being racist and misogynist. Don't no, okay. normalize that. Normalize talking <laughs> normalize about it therapy. It. Yes. There yes. you go. But, but yeah, normalized therapy. There you go. All right. We solved it. That was easy. Okay. You're welcome world. Uh, so where can people find you to tell you about, uh, how you need to go to therapy? I am of course, as I always have been at, if you're listening to this on the day this episode came out, there are 264 days until the midterm elections. And regardless of what you think about therapy, we're all going to need a lot more of it. And also, it's going to be a lot more expensive if things don't go my way. If you want things to go my way, or if you've heard this podcast enough to know that you don't want things to go my way, either way, you need to vote. 264 days, less if you're listening to this after the day it came out, less time to register to vote, less time if you want an early vote in your Jimmy Jams, less, less, less. Or at Kim Offit on Instagram and Twitter, at Kim Offit is here on TikTok. And I'm over at Dan Moyle on all of the socials. Just simple. I got to make it easy, huh? Yes. (laughs) And, uh, and of course we are at my America pod. So let us know, uh, you don't have to tell us about your therapy, but let us know that. Tell us about your therapy. Tell us about your deepest, darkest secrets. I want to (laughs) know what are you talking about in therapy these days? You know, let's get into it. You you would want to know that. So, so would I though. I'm super curious about people's stories just so I know how broken I am because I'm very broken. Yeah. Uh, but tell us about Tell us about your therapy. Don't tell us the details, but tell us about your therapy. Do you go to a therapist? Uh, have you have you for a long time? Have you ever felt ashamed of it and you're just glad that other people are doing it and talking about it? We'd love to normalize talking about our therapies. So there you go. Uh, and of course, everything's at thestorytellersnetwork.com slash myamerica. And uh, Kim, have you rated our show yet? Yeah, I rated it five stars for me, one star for you, came out to an average of three. that's 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 fair that's fair thank you do that too for us we appreciate it my america is a production of the storytellers network this show is written and produced by kim moffett and dan moyle kim takes care of editing and graphics while dan helps with episode production on the web both dan and kim run social media for more information on the show including past episodes visit the storytellers network.com slash my america Great job, Dan.